Good morning, guys, and welcome to Better Life Church. My name is Jordan, and I'm the Connections Director here. Um, so excited to be joining you in your house. If you're like me, you've been spending a lot of time in your house right now, probably doing projects and home repairs, a little bit of everything. But one thing that I do not do is garden. I, I don't know if it's just me or I just don't have a green thumb, but planting a garden for me is a lot like digging a hole and putting $50 in it. Like, you're never going to see an investment from that. Um, but something that I've been learning from a parable is that the kingdom of God requires waiting. And a lot of times waiting is hard, especially when there's not a time frame. Whenever you plant seeds, there is no like, hey, next week you're going to see a tree. Like there's no time frame whatsoever. And waiting can be hard in several different seasons, whether that's waiting in a line at an amusement park to get on a roller coaster. It's just people get mad waiting in lines or even if you're waiting for a season of life, if you're waiting for a loved one, if you're waiting for a new job, there I feel like a lot of people wait. But the one thing that we don't do well is wait. So it's it's just kind of funny to me. But something that I'm learning is life in God's kingdom requires patience and persistence. And for me, I'm really good at waiting with patience. I can sit on my hands and be like, all right, God, I have no control. It's whatever you want. You do whatever you want. I'm just here. I'm just your happy servant. Um, or like, hey, um, what's going to come is going to come. I'm really good at waiting patiently, but I'm not very good at waiting persistently. Um, another thing that I'm really good at is just turning around, whatever situation I'm in, turning around and going back to something that I was comfortable in. And that um, is not a healthy way. That's not a good way to wait in God's kingdom. Um, like I said, there has to be this combination of patience and persistence. There is almost like a, all right, God, I see you're working in ways that I see and ways that I don't see. God, you're doing things below the surface. You're doing things in my life that I may never notice. Um, but God, there also has to be this persistence. Like, God, you've called me to work also. Like, you're going to be the one that moves the ball down the field but ultimately, I can't just sit on my hands and wait for you to do something. So that's something I've been learning in this parable. I'm very excited um, just to walk through it and see if you are in the same stage as me or if you can get something that I've learned from this. But uh, I'm just going to pray, and then we'll jump into the Scripture. Hey, God, we're just so thankful just for all that you do for us, Lord. I thank you for whatever season each of us are in. Lord, I pray that from your word that we can just learn how to wait patiently and persistently, Lord. God, I just pray uh, that you just do a mighty work in our lives. Um, help this message to be receptive. Help me to just speak your word clearly, Lord. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. So the parable that I'm going to be reading, or there's actually two parables I'm going to be reading. It's the parable of the wheats and then also the mustard seed and the leavened bread. So I'm just going to go ahead and read. You can, guys can jump along. I'm in Matthew 13, verse 24. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, the weeds also appeared. And the servants of the master's house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has come and done this. So the servants said, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, 
Lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that the man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree. So the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like the leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. So in here, we see a parable of, uh, Trevor kind of hit on this last week. A parable is this story of God sort of throwing it out there and trying to catch people with these stories. And it's hinting at what the kingdom of God is going to be like. Um, And Robert McKay has this quote. He said that stories are the best way to get ideas into the world. But I think it goes even farther to that, that stories are the best way to get ideas into our hearts. Stories are a way that we can connect with people. That's why here in Moorhead we have the Cave Run Storytelling Festival. It's just a way for people to connect to the stories and go deeper. And one big question I had whenever I started reading the Bible and studying is what is the kingdom of heaven? That's some broad term that we hear all the time, but a lot of times I feel like we don't actually dive deeper into what is the kingdom of heaven. But I honestly believe that the kingdom of heaven is anywhere that God gets his way. The kingdom of heaven can be in your home. It can be in your family. It can be in your workplace and especially can be in your heart but it's just anywhere that God can get his way Um, whenever you forgive someone who has done you wrong there's the kingdom of God whenever you love someone who is hard to love there's the kingdom of God so that's so these three stories first we see the farmer that plants the seed then we see the mustard seed that grows into a huge tree and then the leaven bread that works so The kingdom of God, a big takeaway from all three of these stories is that the kingdom of God grows in a process, not an instant. So there's going to be some work. There's going to be some behind the scenes that we may not even notice that happens, but it's, that's honestly how the kingdom of God works. And so we see that the garden, we plant a seed If you're like me, if you plant one seed, dig a hole, plant a seed, you go away, you come back the next day, what do you see? Dirt. Nothing is happening. It's so easy for me to get discouraged because I feel like in 2020 as a Christian, it is so difficult because we have Amazon Prime two-day shipping. We expect things next day. Two days is too slow for us. There's a study that shows if your YouTube video does not load in three seconds, you're probably not going to watch it. So, How then are we expected to see the kingdom of God grow if it doesn't grow in an instant? So something that I'm trying to do in my own life is to embrace the process and celebrate the small victories. A lot of times we want this huge breakout moment. We want to see people saved. But a lot of times the kingdom of God doesn't work that way. It works in small little processes. So you get married man, this marriage isn't what I expected it to be. But we are communicating more. Hey, that's something to celebrate. That's a huge growth process. Or hey, my coworker, I've been trying to love on him, minister to him, but he's just not receptive to 
Jesus. But hey, the fact that he's even listening to you is a huge step. The fact that a non-Christian listens to a Christian and they don't hate you, that's a huge win. So I feel like a lot of times we need to not be so hard on ourselves that we don't see these huge instant moments, but like the kingdom of God works in a process, not in an instant. Um, I know it looks like dirt, but something's happening underneath the ground that we may not notice. And I know for me, it's so hard to go plant a garden, plant seeds, and come back the next day and see dirt. That is probably the most devastating thing for me. I am a person that likes to see stuff at an instant. I like to see growth instantly. And just imagine if we gave ourselves the same kind of grace that we would give these situations. If we say, hey, I'm not where I want to be, but I know God's working on my heart right now. What if I would give myself that kind of grace uh, as I would these situations? Because I know I can beat myself up. Man, I, I did it again. Man, I made another mistake. But, I, but God is working on my heart to see that I'm making these mistakes to forgive me for that. Kingdom of God works in a process, not in an instant. Just imagine the disciples with Jesus. Jesus might have been the slowest person I have ever read about in my life. He goes off by himself. He walks slowly everywhere. If I was a disciple, I would have been so irritated. I would have been like, all right, Jesus, let's go. Let's keep it moving. Let's get this train going. There's people waiting for us, but that's not how Jesus works. Another big point is that God so only sows good seeds, but he's not the only person sowing seeds in our life. I know a lot of times we see these weeds in, in our fields. We see these troubles in our lives. We see these things that just fester in moments, uh, and we think, God, what are you doing? God, why did you do this? But God is not the only person sowing seeds into our heart. We ask, why do bad things happen? Why don't you come now? Why don't you implement your kingdom right now? But I think that God is trying to say that the kingdom of God is here, but it's not yet. The kingdom of God is here, but it has competition. There are these weeds in our life that are trying to grow. They're trying to take over the wheat. But what Jesus is trying to show us is that there is more to life than just straight good and bad. Um, if we look in Matthew 13, verses 28 and 29, we see that the disciples say, or the master's servants say, let us go and pull the weeds. Let us go and uproot the weeds um, because the weeds are not supposed to be in the wheat. Why don't you send us to do the weeding? And I think this goes back to the, Jesus is trying to show us that there's not straight good and evil. Um, why don't, if we uproot the weeds, we might also uproot the wheat. Um, in the Greek, the word that they use for weeds is zizania. And it looks almost like wheat until the time of harvest. They're very, it's very easy to be mistaken. So if the workers of the field, that's you or I, if we are called to go out and weed up all the bad things in the world, then how are we to tell what is weeds and what is wheat? Um, but honestly, it's not our job to 
pull the weeds out of someone else's life, to pull the weeds out of the things happening in the world. That's honestly God's job. We have a lot of biases in our hearts. Here's a little little test subject to try. Um, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever love has been born of God and knows God. So just try this at home. Raise your hand if you've ever loved someone. I've loved someone. I would say almost everyone has loved someone. All right. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. All right. Now raise your hand if you've ever not loved. Probably everyone again. So are we weeds or are we wheat? It's it's hard for us to tell. So if you're going to start ripping up the weeds, sometimes you have to start with yourself. Um. But Jesus, didn't you have a few things to say about evil? Is Jesus saying, hey, let's just sit on our hands. Let the weeds grow in the wheat. Let this evil happen. Let this bad things happen. No, I feel like this parable isn't saying for us to just sit aside while bad things happen in the world. No, no, no. I feel like um, that's one way you could take this, but I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. So John Stuart Mill famously said, the only thing it takes for evil to flourish is for good men to do nothing. So I feel like you could look at this and see that the farmer says, leave the weed in the wheat, let the reapers come and get it at time of harvest. But I think it goes deeper than that. I don't think this parable is saying to do nothing and sit on your hands. If we think about the time where Peter cuts off the Roman soldier's ear in an act of mercy and love, I don't think that that's what we should be doing. Because right after that moment, Jesus doesn't go brave heart and says, grab your swords, you've bloodlift David, now bleed with me as he leads us in the battle. That's not how Jesus works. That's not how the kingdom of God works. He actually goes bleeding heart. He takes the ear, he places it back on the head. And the fact that everyone wasn't saved in that instant is beyond me. If I was standing there and saw Jesus place an ear back on someone's head, what, excuse me, what just happened? But that's how the kingdom of God is working. He says, in Matthew 13, 30, he says, let both grow together until harvest. The word let here can be translated as allow or suffer or permit. Like, let's suffer as this evil grows into the wheat. Or it can be translated as forgive. Jesus On the cross, he doesn't say, Father, rip out the weeds. Father, go get them. That's not what Jesus says. On the cross, he says, Father, forgive them. And I think that that's, in this moment, he's teaching us that the best way to confront evil is to promote kingdom growth. Something that the enemy does in this story is they plant weeds. The enemy can't damage the wheat. The enemy can't, destroy what God has planted. It can only plant these weeds. And in the story of the mustard seed and the leavened bread, we see that there is no opposition. So this to me shows that even though we find our time of waiting frustrating, that there is a win. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And something that I think that I'm learning from this is that the kingdom of God is unhurried and ultimately unstoppable. The gates of hell cannot stop 
God's church, nothing that the enemy does in our lives can ultimately stop what God is going to do to fruition. So even though it may seem like we are in this moment of waiting where nothing is happening, where where is my spouse coming? Where is this person? God, what are you holding out for me? But no, honestly, God's working beneath the surface. We may just see dirt right now, but I feel like there's so much underneath the surface, underneath this dirt that is more than our heart can understand, is more than we can comprehend. So if you this morning, if you see dirt in your life, if you are in a season of waiting, my best advice to you is just to water the dirt. Lean into what God is doing in your life. Lean into this moment of waiting. Lean into whatever it looks like. But ultimately, let the kingdom of God grow in your life. That's what's going to change this whole season from waiting patiently to waiting patiently and persistently. So this morning, if you're in this season of waiting and you're just hopeless and you're ready to turn around, I just ask you to turn to God in this moment. Um, He is the one who holds our future. He is the one that knows what's happening underneath this dirt. And I just encourage you to, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, just to give your life to Jesus. In these moments where things get hard, things hit the fan, things just go south, Jesus is the one that ultimately holds them together. And if you're still breathing, he's not done with you. If you feel like things can't get any worse, trust me, he's there for you. Um, So this morning, I just ask if you would just bow your head and say this prayer with me. God, I know that you're working in ways that I can see and in ways that I cannot see. God, I just pray that you use me in the situation I'm in. God, you save me from the enemy. You protect me from whatever he is doing in our lives, Lord. I pray you forgive me for my past sins. I pray you just make me right. Make me right with you, Lord. Help me to grow in this relationship with you. Help me to lean on you in moments where things get tough. God, I just pray that above all else, that I can just focus on you instead of things of this world, instead of the other things that are trying to sow seeds in my life, Lord. I pray that you are the focus of my life, Lord. And ultimately, I just pray that my life can give glory back to you, Lord. My life can help this kingdom of God come just to compete with this things of this world that are trying to distract me from your kingdom, Lord. And another big thing as I close is even if you are following Jesus, I just encourage you to raise up people, of raise up a generation of when the going gets tough, that we don't quit and turn away and run from what God is doing in our lives, but we put one foot in front of the other, enjoy the process, embrace the process, celebrate the little things, um, whatever that looks like for you today, whether you're in a season of waiting for a job, whenever, whether you're in a season of waiting for a paycheck, I just encourage you to continue putting one step, one foot in front of the other, following Jesus this morning, and just letting the kingdom grow in your heart. And just pray for us. And yeah, God, I just thank you just for all that you're doing this morning. I pray just great things over everyone that listens to this sermon. I pray that you just have your kingdom come 
Lord, help us to just be examples of your kingdom. Help us to forgive. Help us to love. Help us to just pour out into everyone that we come into contact with. Help us to just be the answer to this evil, Lord. Um, Above all else, Lord, I pray you get the glory for everything. Amen.